And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila, and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshi and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on birds with friends. All I know is Zach said he has a game where he'll don't read both 7,000 movies. And I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. And so the yeah, purpose of that's what I, really what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday evening. But Wolf, Zach Berman, Shilkapadia here to talk about everything that's going on with the Eagles. We have a trade to discuss, a much-anticipated, long-awaited trade to get into. We have a little bit of the Squall 22 to sprinkle in throughout. We've got a little Woodpecker You Rather to uh, sort of set our expectations for the rest of the season as the Eagles prepare to go to Las Vegas this week. But we got to start a big weekend. No Eagles football, but out in Cleveland, a little bachelorette party for our friend Marissa Morris. Marissa, how are you feeling? Are you tuned up? What's the deal? How did everything go? Um, I'm feeling great. I'm definitely a little tired. Um, this is my fourth pod today. And I've done four, four loads of laundry. So life just went right back to normal real quick. A lot of towels. I feel a like it's a normal t- day for you. I thought. A lot of towels. You know what? It's it's uh, getting colder here in Cleveland. So Michael's got sweatpants and sweatshirts. And they're so big that they take up like the entire machine. So I have to do like lots of loads. But yeah, back to normal. Um, I'm feeling good. My cousins are still feeling it. Um, my cousin is a mom of three. I will give her a shout out. I won't mention her name. But she is still uh, still dealing with a, a weekend in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, her body really hurts, she said. <laughs> Lots of dancing. Um, but we had an excellent time. My sister did such a good job. It was all football themed. We had little Gatorade bottles. It was really cute. Um, so we had an awesome weekend. It's great. Those are coming back, those green Gatorade bottles. You know, yeah. The girls to a... Uh, Sporting goods store for some uh, some soccer cleats and shin guards, and they had walls of those. I might have to get one of those bad. Yeah, days. we had our names on the side. We it was saw very that. cute. Yeah, yeah, right. it was great. We we popular had popular bachelorette destination. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. Cleveland <laughs> is the new bachelorette destination. <laughs> um, yeah, going to games. Although I will you guys say, take one of those like uh uh like. Everybody's cycling on the thing, and and you're like you're drinking on the on the the big bicycle thing. So we actually had plans to do that on Saturday. They have those in Cleveland. Yes, and it, <laughs> but in normal Cleveland fashion, there was a um, weather advisory, so we were not allowed to do it. High winds, lake um, effect. It's that lake effect. Yeah, the lake effect. So it kept us off off the uh, the bikes, but we still had a great time. Um, 
we went to lunch, we went to dinner, we went shopping, and then of course we tailgated for the game. Did anybody all day on Sunday? No, thank God, no one ran on the field. I did get a few questions. My uh, uh, cousin's husband texted her like, "Oh, I forgot Nick Chubb was out," and she's like, "Nick Chubb's on what team?" And I was like, "Oh my God!" (laughs) So that was part of the crew, but uh, they all had a great time at the game. They loved seeing Michael. Um, They thought it was super cool. They haven't really been to a game because of COVID and everything. So it was, it was really fun. I definitely would recommend going to a football game for a bachelorette party. It was, it was pretty awesome. I like who had the worst. I uh, I was going to say whose injury list was worse after the game, the bachelorette party, the Browns. (laughs) Good question. I I did message you guys earlier. There was nine girls, all of my cousins. um, And five of them got a little sick or cried. So I I was not one of them. I'm I'm happy to be part of the four that did not cry or did not get sick. So um, <laughs> they'd be killing me if they're hearing this, but they're they're definitely not listening. I mean, I feel like a weekend without crying is a wasted weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw your Zach Ertz column. Poe is emotional. Make that yeah. six out of ten. There I feel like uh, I I know that this wasn't the case, but I like the idea of like uh, you know. Michael getting ready for for a big game, you know, on Saturday night. You know, there's a chance he could get thrown in. They're banged up on the offensive line. Meanwhile, there's like nine of you in the other room, like having a slumber party. Like, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, they all, he stays at the hotel obviously the night before, and we it's were a actually, image, yeah, we were in another hotel. Um, but he did have all of us waiting for him after the game, which I'm sure he was thrilled about. Um, <laughs> screaming his name. Um, <laughs> but he was a good sport about it. So it was good. Important. Uh, good question from Owen. Can we get my cousins? And say, oh my gosh. You would not want to, they would be. <laughs> there are I feel like that's, a kind of, that's like a, that's like a, you know, like a, a WrestleMania match. I'd like to see is Marissa's yeah. cousins against Zach's siblings. It we could have a like fun the, basketball uh, game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, would, it would be like the post game show for the, for the debate, you know, where they have like 15 people on the panel. Yeah, they would all try. They would try to embarrass you, bomb. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell that joke. <laughs> I was just saying they would do their best to embarrass you, Zach, and they would do their yeah. best to embarrass me. But uh, yeah, it was a great weekend, and uh, you guys had a good weekend too. We were talking about it before we started. Lots of lots of apple picking going on. Oh yeah, I like an <laughs> apple pick. We did, you know we did a little orchard on Saturday. It was fun. Uh, you get you get some apples. You get some donuts. You get some pretzels. Uh, it was fun. Kids had a good time. A little hayride. Uh, I will say, you know what? Of all the uh, of all the the joys of parenting that are uh, that are you know endless. There's only there's only one thing that I really really don't like, and that happened uh, tonight. And that is the, uh, you know, I don't I'm not squeamish about like you know changing a diaper or you know uh, potty training all that stuff. It's it, it's it's really not that bad. But the the poop in the bath, oh, is <laughs> is as bad as it gets. That's really the one the one thing that I just oh Jane why why you <laughs> couldn't just wait. Until he got out of the bath, because then you gotta you gotta scrub down everything. Oh, this was Jane, not. Well, was, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's 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 my only really. You know, parenting. I, I give it good reviews, a plus. But if if there's if there's gonna be one demerit, that's that's my only one. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to take the other side on that one. <laughs> I don't. I just don't have for a the lot record, just for the record, this happened at Bo's house, not at my bachelorette weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's important. That's an important distinction. Important clarification yes. for every, yes. all the sickos listening. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, Zach, did you have any other uh, orchard takes to get to? Or you, you want to? I had no takes. I, I, you're excited for the pot. Oh, yeah, I had. I had a great weekend with 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 the family. Um, you know, we yeah, it was it was a lot of quality time. The schedule coming up is uh is a little tougher on on a beat writer's family. It's it's probably tougher on a football player's family, yeah. but uh, yeah, really. three they the next travel they get much. That's true. They travel, do one yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three of the next four games are on the road, and you know between uh. Yeah, Vegas, Detroit, Denver. Some of these are mm. long trips that you know get back on on, on the back end Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, that's, that's our last the, four weeks from now is our last exactly. Uh, but but it's year, it, but yeah. But but some of these trips are the types of trips where like you feel it the day you get home too, right? You're not the most productive member of the household when that's you get true. home, um, as opposed to a, like in Atlanta or Charlotte, you can pick up right where you left off. So yes. uh, so yeah, th- this is a. This is a, a tight stretch, and then sunshine the rest of the way, figuratively speaking, of course. All right. Well, we do have a lot of Eagles news to get to, so it's about that time for us to dial up and phone in to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman. The Eagles agreed to trade Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals. They acquired... Rookie cornerback Tay Gallon. Please make sure that if you're if you're listening, uh, you go back to YouTube just for that, just, <laughs> yes. just to watch that graphic. And I'm sorry, Zach, because no literally that was all me. No, no messages problem. from Guilty Bo. as charged. <laughs> Guilty as charged. In uh, Arizona's 2022 fifth round pick, the trade of course occurred on Friday, and it, we'll discuss the trade, but uh, and and what it means. So I don't need to get into that in the news report, but. A uh, quick item on on Tay Gallon. He was a sixth round pick by the Cardinals. Picked one pick before the Eagles selected Jacory Stevens, um, and he was uh, he was in that mix. He was on the list of names the Eagles were considering. So uh, that's the return for one of the best players in Eagles history. And he he knew that the trade was going down when he took the field on Thursday night. I recommend everyone check out Bo's column. I I, th- I thought it was a, a real poignant, heartfelt an accurate piece of, of uh, Zach Ertz. And also make sure you read Shields' piece from 2018 on kind of on, yeah, on Zach Ertz's growth. And all the stories uh, that you tweeted in your thread of all the times you've written of him over the years. Fair. And uh, Bo's Marcus Epps piece. Now, switching gears. And, and, and this Zach's is, Vinnie Curry's uh, Jordan's. Yes. Please. Yes. Uh, Let's just do this the rest of the pod. <laughs> How many of each other's stories can you name? I got nothing else. I, I, I Audience, can name, join in. <laughs> I can name just about every story Bo has written. I know, Zach. You would here. win that for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no contest but, uh, on that front. <laughs> on a more serious note, uh, Lane Johnson returned to the Eagles yesterday, Monday. Uh, he had been out for two-plus weeks. I'm going to read Lane Johnson's statement verbatim here. Uh, Quote, I would like to thank everyone for the understanding and support over the last two weeks. I appreciate the positive notes and messages as I've worked hard to restore my personal life. Depression and anxiety are things I've dealt with for a long time and I've kept hidden from my friends and family. If you're reading this and struggling, please know that you are not alone. 
and the reason why I, I read that in full is, is, is that's Lane Johnson explaining as, as much as, as he wants to explain right now about uh, why he was absent, what he was going through. And uh, he's, he's back with the team. I'm assuming he'll be back at right tackle this week. We'll find more out Wednesday when Nick Sirianni speaks, but, uh, but he is in the building with the team. So uh, those are the two major news items. I, I know we can't uh, have a new segment without mentioning Sua Opeta. So That's correct. It, is, it is important to note that Sua Opeta was activated from the COVID-19 reserve list. So he is now back on the 53-man roster. The Eagles made a few other minor transactions. Uh, they brought in Deion Kane to the practice squad. We don't need to get into all those particulars. But the big news, of course, is uh, Zach Ertz being traded and Lane Johnson returning to the team. Why don't we get into why don't we get into Lane first, and then we can we can uh, pivot back to Ertz and what that means for the Eagles moving forward. Um, I mean, you know, we, we we sort of didn't know what to expect here uh, from Lane. Um, it was nice to see him sort of put that out. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to talk to him at all this week, uh, but I, I would say that my expectation is the same as yours that if he's back, he's going to be playing right tackle. What, what do you think, Shield? I mean, you're not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not really a, a situation where I have like a prediction for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's good. I think 20 years ago, you know, you certainly didn't see uh, offensive linemen putting out statements like that as you know, as far as I maybe 10 years ago, as, as far as I can remember in the NFL. So, uh, you know, we don't know the details of it, uh, but obviously mental health is important. I think it's good when someone in the spotlight talks about it like that. He, of course, has a, a teammate who has um, really been an advocate uh, for being open about mental health in, in Brandon Brooks. And I know Lane Johnson, you know, I can remember lots of times where Lane Johnson's answering questions about Brandon Brooks is, and his anxiety. So I'm not lumping everything together. I, you know, we, we don't know exactly um, what was going on, what he was going through, what he was dealing with. But, uh, you, you know, hopefully um, – he is in a better place working on what he needs to work on. And if he feels good enough to come back and practice and play, uh, you know, he, he's always been somebody who it seems like he has loved uh, playing. He has loved the process and practicing and being around teammates from everything I've observed over the years. You guys can uh, agree with that or disagree with that. So uh, hopefully he, he's in a good place and, um, you know, going forward. Yeah, must it. I guess I guess it's like it's still at the point where we just we don't know that much. Um, and so I think I think that's well said. You know, you hope that that he is in a good place to come back. And if he does, obviously, he would help the team uh, if he's on the field. Uh, OK, let's talk about Ertz. Um, I guess first, you know, maybe we do just like a little bit of a retrospective. Um, I, You know, the, one of the things in that in the column I wrote is that, like, you think about it, there's. Like if you're if you are uh, lucky enough to be like covering a team or covering the sport for a certain amount of time, there's there's only like one generation of players that you are contemporaries with. Right. Like just age wise. Uh, that's how it works. And so like, you know, for me, it's like him and Kelsey are like the last guys at Lane Johnson too, um, who are like of that age. And so, you know. That's part of what 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 forced my retrospective, and and I thought his you know his press conference that he wanted to give, which was certainly not something he had to do, was was I don't know I thought it was pretty moving. It was again two hours of uh, two hours of sleep, but I thought it was I thought it was nice. It was well said. It's a nice transformation. You know, it's somebody who did not come in and right away 
was beloved and the fan, you know, the fans loved him and he was playing great right away. Like, I think there's an appreciation for somebody who has the ups and downs and, you know, 2016 is in a very bad place and is a target. And, you know, I, I what did he say? It felt like the, the world was closing in or, or something to that effect. And like, I can imagine right. that. I mean, you just, you know, you, you're putting in so much time. You're, you feel like you've made it in the NFL. And then all of a sudden things aren't going your way and uh, everyone's crushing you. And, you know, you might have not had your best moment on the field and to like bounce back from that. And then to be catching a game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl and to be making that fourth down catch in the Super Bowl. And, and so to have those different experiences, different coaching staffs, uh, you know, playing with the Chip Kelly Eagles and then the Doug Peterson Eagles and uh, being Brent Selleck's uh, backup or compliment and then, you know, taking over as really the top target uh, on the entire team. And so you go through all these ups and downs. Every season's different. Uh, you know, I, I know you uh, had mentioned this and I thought the same thing is that when you remember Zach Ertz in the first day, he shows up at the Novacare complex and he's sweating and he's nervous and he's stuttering and he's uncomfortable. And, you know, you're just like, okay, well, you know, he, he was on a long flight and all that. And then years later, like he, he really is sort of a spokesperson for the team. I remember when, you know, they were uh, quote unquote disinvited from going to the Super Bowl and like, you know, a lot of guys did not want to talk that day and he just, you know, gets out there and talks and is comfortable or after losses, he's always there uh, talking. So maybe that's something we appreciate as media, maybe more uh, than fans, but I never thought he was fake about it. He was never curt about it. Uh, I thought he was a great teammate. It, it seemed like uh, genuinely happy when his, uh, when his other fellow teammates had success. And so, uh, yeah, I was kind of with you there, Bo, where it's probably a uh, selfish thing to do, but you kind of picture in your head like, oh yeah, I remember when he, um, you know, when, when he was first introduced and that was kind of my first year, uh, full-time writing about football. And so, uh, you know, then you kind of bid farewell to him when I go to Seattle and then you view him from afar and then you come back and he's this different player. And then, you, you know, for me going to meet with his family and see his hometown. And so you kind of view it through your own lens of, oh, you know, then, well, I got married then. And then I had one kid, then right. I had two kids and then, wow, a lot's happened since this guy got drafted for the Eagles and is now no longer playing for the Eagles. And like you said, there's not many players where that's true for Kelsey will be one of them. Blaine Johnson uh, will be one of them. Fletcher Cox will be one of them, but it's really like a handful of guys where you can look at it and, you know, it, it, for our profession, you sort of view it through the lens of uh, a little bit of what's going on in your own life. Yeah. I, I, I think you, you guys said it well, I, I, I will uh, speak to kind of both those points there. The first the most important one, obviously, about him, like like him as a player, seeing that evolution, seeing uh, him behind Brent Selleck, like you mentioned, adjusting from quarterback to quarterback, right? The relationships he would try to build with the different quarterbacks. I mean, I I, I remember him going out to Oklahoma City with uh, with Jordan Matthews to stay with Sam Bradford, right? Obviously, the relationship that he had with um, you know, with Nick Foles, and and, and you go on. Obviously, we know Carson Wentz, and you I'll go on down the list. Uh, the the way that that I, I was there in Cincinnati that day, I I always thought that was a little bit overstated. Uh, not the the effect that it had on him, because I he is sincere about that. I thought the criticism that was levied toward him was 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 overstated with that play. Um, I, I don't think the the play was as ill intentioned as it was made to seem. Uh, nonetheless, it. 
it was something that he he was uh, he was he was criticized quite a bit for. He was criticized a lot. I thought unnecessarily too for the lack of yards after catch, right? And and so it it uh, it um, stuck out. I I think to him that on that on that game winning touchdown pass or or the well yeah the uh, game winning the go ahead touchdown pass like he got yards after the catch there right like like he had to fight a, a bit in um, to get in I I know that wasn't lost on him um, and you know some of the things that uh, she was was mentioning you know I've I've had uh, conversations with Zach I had written about this about um, you know his his speech his his speaking and, and different things he was doing to work on that and and to get comfortable with that you know I've I've gotten to know his his family a bit so uh, yeah so 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 getting to know him off the field um, and, and and seeing how how much Philadelphia uh, means to him I, I do think that's genuine because the evolution from him in 2013 to him in 2021. I, like he he wrote in that back page ad in the Inquirer today. Like he came as a boy and left as a man. Uh, he he, I I don't know if I would call him a boy when he came, but he has grown into the person that he is here in Philadelphia. And then you know I I know it's not about the uh, the it's it's not about us, but what really and I told Bo this on the phone, so I'm not just saying it on the pod. Like it it really resonated oh. with with me that. Uh, <laughs> That when Bo wrote how you kind of measure different points in your life um, by you know by seeing these players grow up, and I was uh, I was um, speaking to my wife about this. I, I don't want to get too personal on this stuff, but like uh, the we want you to the first time that I left my wife's parents' house. Okay, when we start at the time she was my girlfriend um, when Flex. we started dating, uh, um, and. I, I left and I, I got a call from Ertz's brother. Okay. Uh, and so like, I remember doing that. Like I remember calling him back out, you know, on the block out, outside their home. Um, I remember, uh, you know, when, when my, when, I, I keep saying my wife, when Emily moved in with me um, and uh, you know, there was uh, a, a night I was, I was working on, it was, it, it was like pretty early on in our, you know, in our living together. And, uh, and I thought you were going to say courtship. No, no, no. And I was working on a story with, I was, I was working on a story on, on Zach and I, I, I vividly remember like uh, I, I had to take a call at like nine 30 at, at night um, because it was, it was, Ooh. it was Zach's mom uh, for a story I was working on. Um, this is going to sound bad, but uh, I remember um, when my, my wife, I, I don't want to say she was in labor. Okay. But we were in the hospital <laughs> and you have like, it was a it was a June day and uh, and it was it was a really long process, right? And, and so, you know, I I was killing time by working on a story, and I was working on an Ertz Bradford story there. Okay, uh, so I remember, <laughs> um, I I remember the night that uh, that Kobe died. Um, uh, I was I was trying to work on a story here, and uh, and like this. I, I was trying to get in touch with Ertz and, and I heard back from him like, like really late. Cause he was, like, he was out on, on the West coast and like having to, having to get out of bed and, and, and work on that story. Um, and, uh, and actually the last story that I wrote at the Inquirer was about Ertz and his, it was about Ertz going over to, uh, um, to the Olympics 
or, or, or no, to the World oh, Cup, yeah. right? Yeah, to the, uh, yeah World the, Cup. the World Cup. Yeah, to the World Cup. He was leaving the next day. So anyway, so that's that's far too much information. But my point is, is that's is great. that like I I I can remember all these these stories I was working on, um, and, and kind of where I was at my life during those stories. So. Well, the uh, other that's thing, three minutes our listeners will never get back. I'm sorry. Please, I, I guarantee you, the listeners want more and more of that stories of you <laughs> leaving moments with your uh, with Emily. Uh, the other thing that that like you know, as the as the only one of us who is not originally from Philadelphia, the like the, the point about like Philadelphia like has become his home resonated with me just because it's it's the same for me. Like, I, I, that's just Zach called you out on that. I don't know when that happened. happened yeah. But uh, eventually it just it just became home. Um, uh, and also like on him as a player, I feel like, uh, you know, caught the Super Bowl winning touchdown, which we all say like undersells it a little bit because like that fourth and two and the touchdown, it wasn't like, you know, Nick Foles was like scouring the field and, and found an open Zach Ertz. It's like, they called the plays to get Zach Ertz, you know, matched up one on one. He was the go to guy. Like he was the go to guy on the offense that won the Super Bowl. Um, well, that was for the touchdown for the fourth and two. That was mesh, right? Where oh, that's true. Yeah. Where the defense was in zone and they're getting a terrible look for this play. Like, and somehow, you know, Nick Foles just makes a play and gets it to him and he gets the that's first right. down. Yeah. Um, as for the trade itself, um, I don't know if you guys saw this in Joel Corey's column. No, tell me about this. I saw some uh, some buzz about this. I was going to ask you. About, I meant to ask you about it before the pod. He had a little nugget in. in there that uh, Howie Roseman had a deal with the Bills for Ertz over the summer and ended up balking because there was a chance that uh, Dallas Goddard could have been included in a potential Deshaun Watson trade. Um, yeah, that's very interesting. So that is very interesting. As for the terms, I was actually not like blown away, but I was a little bit surprised at how much they ended up getting, which was not that much, a fifth round pick and, and a recent uh, fifth round pick and take Allen. But that seemed like fine value for, especially considering the, the Cardinals are picking up so much of the of the contract. Yeah, I told Mar Marissa asked me in the postgame pod and I said, oh yeah, that's right. I said oh, like pick swap. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that they would get a uh, a fifth round pick. The Joel Corey Nugget is is pretty uh, is pretty interesting though. Um, you know, on, so. a, on a number of different levels. I thought that was out there. Was that not out there? I mean, I think it was rumored. I thought he said it a little yeah, more definitive. Definitive. Oh, he said yeah. it definitive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which you know, if if uh, if Howie Roseman is holding on to a player because of a potential Deshaun Watson trade. Then that tells you it's, you know, at least been, you know, not only that have they had discussions, but you would think it's been cleared on some level yes. by ownership that if you feel like this is what we want to do and things go a certain way, then go ahead and do this, which is, uh, you know, that obviously with the trade deadline here coming up in a, what, couple of weeks is, um, mm -hmm. is, is still something still hanging out there. Uh, here's, I think so, the, the, so, the one uh, question that's on everybody's mind, Zach, and, and I think maybe you can answer this first. Um, which number will be worn first, 86 or 87? <laughs> um, well, neither, it seems like, right? But, uh, I got to imagine 87, but I don't know at, at, at this rate, who knows on the day, take Allen got Brian Westbrook's number, right? <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. but, uh, I look, my issue with the trade is that it didn't make sense to bring him back this year. It, 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 it hasn't yeah, worked. I agree. 
it hasn't worked. Yeah. And, um, right. you know, by, I think both players, if they're being honest, would, would tell you that we've discussed it. Well, I mean, and they got Ertz very and, lucky that he didn't get hurt. Sure. Yeah. That was a strike. Like, I've never heard of that before over the entire course of training camp and five games. Oh, but even games. that last game, even playing that last game. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a little yeah, strange. Yeah. But, but just it's, it's the type of, and, and look, I, I can't knock someone for having, a price in mind and, and, you know, trying to get your price. Right. Because I, if I was a GM, I, I'd probably do the same thing, but I, I do think Howie overplayed his hand during the off season. And, and I got to imagine what, what Joe Corey wrote. And um, I'm going to give credit to my old colleague, Jeff McLean, um, who he kind of alluded to, uh, to the Watson thing in a column about Ertz um, back in July, I, I believe early in training camp. Uh, and, obviously if the Eagles were trying to get a quarterback this summer, they, they probably needed player assets in addition to pick assets. That said, um, just from like, take the price out of it. It has, it has been a detriment to the offense in that Zach Ertz is a really good player. Dallas Goddard's a really good player, but they don't want to play 12 personnel. So they've been mixing and matching these guys. And, you know, the stated reason for making this trade from, from Roseman. And I believe he's sincere with this. And I believe he's accurate with this is, is like they want Dallas Goddard to be the guy. Dallas Goddard hasn't been an 80% plus tight end really in, in, in his career. And this is the chance to do it. Well, week one was the chance for this to happen, right? Like they shouldn't, there was no reason to bring Ertz back. They should have taken the best deal when it was there during the summer. So it should have uh, been over in March, really. Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it dragged on for no reason. I would agree yeah. with that. It's, I mean, there's no argument that this is a better return than they would have gotten. Now, whether they would have gotten a significantly Maybe. better return previously, uh, you know, we can, oh, I, uh, I disagree with you there. That is, that is, no, wait, it's you think return. a fifth is better than what they could have gotten before. I'm saying, Absolutely. I'm not sure that no, they no. could have gotten better. I, oh, I, 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 I believe they could have gotten better. Okay. No, 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 I'm saying the opposite. Yeah, Zach, yeah. That, Zach and Shield oh. agrees with you, Zach. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Okay, I'm saying there's no argument that they maximize compensation. There sure. is an argument that they did not maximize compensation. Yes. but I, I do believe they maximized their in-season compensation, right? It, right. It, yes. It's just Given so the time. That, yes. That like uh, an undefeated team uh, lost their starting tight end, right? So there were conditions in place, but. Like you guys said, if 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 Max Williams doesn't go down, I can't imagine they get more than a pick swap or you know a late pick. The Bills uh, table is probably the Bills trades probably back on the table because true. Dawson Knox go down with yeah, a exactly uh, wrist. Yeah, injury yeah, just now, yeah. so that's probably the the trade that happens. Who knows what the compensation is? But uh, good spot Arizona indoors, great quarterback Julius DeAndre Hopkins Arizona. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. I mean, the middle of the field is open uh, for that team. Uh, they throw the ball all the time. They have an identity, an offensive uh, identity. So it's a it's a nice spot. I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed. I hope I didn't just kapati curse it, but I mean, you're pretty much guaranteed at least playing in the playoffs. And who knows? I mean, they are you know that they, they could be having a special season. So we'll see. Zach, has it has it uh, perked up your ears a little bit? How much in Howie explaining the deal and even in, uh, I think, Sirianni and Steichen talking about it, how much they're gassing up Tyree Jackson? No, I expected it, honestly. Um, I, 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 I really this. expected it. 
I'm going to put a moratorium on like this podcast of gassing, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, it's crazy I'll, though. I'll I mean, he do restraining to camp. him, but like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, go, like I need to, I need you guys to tell me a threshold that he needs to pass before we start talking about him as well i agree with you but the way that howie was talking about him was like is like well you know what what really changed for us was you know tyree really well that i mean i people i think that that, like i don't think they were comfortable trading hurts because of tyree jackson but i i do believe that there is a lot of optimism like i think that's i don't think that was like a, a public rationalization for the trade i think in that building there is legitimate optimism but that, yeah, that he could fair. be a player, like not that he's he's a, a role player for you, but but that he could be um, a contributing player for this team. Okay, yeah, I mean that would be nice, but let's 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 not crown him just. Yet. I mean, let's be the odds are against that ever happening, just based on history. What would what's the well, 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 not that it can't happen? It can't. I mean, happen. What's the threshold? What's like? What's never happening? I mean, if he turns out to be Trey happen. Burton, that's a great that's a great result, right? Yeah, I mean that's a great result. But I the I odds of him playing the odds of him playing fifty uh, percent of the snaps and having three hundred yards receiving in a season ever in his career, the odds are against that ever happening. Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, true. you just have to put context into yeah, some of this stuff. Sure. That's yeah, I true. Agree. I, agree I mean, you, you can look at it like, all right, right. well, Logan Thomas. All right, yeah, Lo- like, they do have Darren, it. Well, what about Darren? Things Waller? are possible, and it's great. It will be great. I hope it does. I mean, I don't. I don't listen. I know, like, I've never met Tyree Jackson. I don't. I've never interviewed him. I don't know much about him. Uh, I hope he has a great career. I hope he's a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying, organizationally. And it's not, it's not even their fault because they have to do this and every organization does it. But I don't know, for some reason, that thing always irks me when it's like, oh, you know, uh, we know something you don't, you don't know. And we have this star in the building once X, Y, and Z happen. All right. Well, like, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't need to be reading seven Tyree Jackson stories like next summer about how he's going to be the next Darren Waller. But maybe that's just me. I, I think agree. Darren Waller's a high threshold, though. <laughs> I mean, Darren Waller's one Logan of like, the five best players at his position. In the what about Hakeem Butler? Well, that one. But <laughs> I hope he can fade, be baby. Throw the fade. <laughs> first, game, I, I think the, first game I think of Tyree Hakeem Jackson's Butler. career, they're going to go fourth and one tight end. <laughs> I, think the Butler, I think the Hakeem Butler one was more media manufactured. I think this is coming from the team. Like I, they I, threw I, a like, fade too. What do you mean, media manufactured? Yeah, You're putting no, him in there, baby. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to our first ad break, and then we'll be back on the other side doing a little squall twenty-two and uh, woodpecker. You rather looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You're listening to ZB and the Wolf on WBWF Sports Radio 6969, where it's not about the calls, it's about the. Uh, welcome back to ZB and the Wolf, a show that makes you go, oh. Uh, back on uh, BWF. Radio 6969. Um, make sure you check out today's poll question. Answer that. Um, annually, for $3 million annually, would you take a life saving vaccine that represents the pinnacle of scientific achievement and thereby participate in a functional society, help out the and protect the vulnerable among us? Or would you rather be an imbecile, failure players, and maybe get to go on Tucker Carlson, I guess? Uh, all right. Uh, what do we got coming up, guys? Who's it? Who's coming on? He's again. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, looks like we got Sheil Kapadia from the Athletic uh, joining us on ZB and the Wolf. Uh, Sheil, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Why are you so downtrodden, Wolfman? I'm I'm used to getting a little more energy out of you. Well, you know, I, I think, as you know, you used to join us on that national show, but I, it mm. feels like, you know, we're back on BWF 6969. It's, you know, we're we're going through a bit of a crisis here. Uh, listen, Wawa gift card, expired Wawa gift card, uh, that comes in the mail regardless. So I, as I always say, does the audience of one. So, you know, it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we can... I guess we can talk about football, I guess. What else are we going to do? I think you need to, yeah, up the energy a little bit, Wolfman. I don't know that you're local. I know it's a local audience, but I don't know that you're going to keep a lot of uh, listeners for this segment at kind of the level you're at right now. Who cares? Okay, got that's what I always say. I'm getting yeah. paid. Okay. Uh, all right, well, I guess I, you know, I did read your column um, this morning. Thanks, that's kind of like the, yeah. um, And uh, I did notice that one thing that it seems like you have you have agreed with me on is that, you know, I guess Mm. it's fair to say that, you know, without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is basically rich coat tight. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to go that far, uh, Wolfman, but uh, certainly you look at that game and everyone's making fun of Mike McCarthy, that Patriots Cowboys game. And listen, right, rightfully so. There's a lot to be. Uh, criticized about Mike McCarthy in that game. But man, Bill Belichick, if, if you put like another, you know, it's Halloween, right? Do they do they sell masks of different coaches? I don't know if that's a thing people do or not, but let's say they Just sell wear a masks. bag over my head and walk around the neighborhood. Okay. Well, yeah, that's certainly uh, another option. But, you know, if you put Bill Belichick in a different coach's mask and call him by a different name, he would be getting crushed for the way he coached that football game. Uh, do you guys recall when's the last time you saw an offense get the ball with 90 seconds left in the first half facing a top five offense in a one possession game and just go ahead and take a knee there at their own 20 and go into halftime. I mean, this is like, you know, 1995 level stuff here. It's 2021. Nobody does that anymore. That's what Bill Belichick 
did in that football game. He somehow thought their defense was going to be good enough to slow down the Cowboys. He somehow thought that they could just waste a possession, which you cannot do when you're facing a terrific offense. And so I thought Bill Belichick did a terrible job managing that football game. He obviously does not have confidence in his offense. Uh, he looks like a different coach without Tom Brady. There's no doubt about it. They stuck with the Cowboys in that game. I thought it was a little bit of random, some luck going their way. Cowboys driving into the red zone on every possession, not coming away with points. That's not sustainable. So uh, yeah, I've got my eyes on Belichick and the way he manages that the game and the way that uh, Patriots uh, team plays the rest of the year. Sheil, let's stay on the topic of the downtrod. And we already has, have established ZB and the Wolf as a uh, as an also ran show. You too uh, said ZB. Wow, I thought that was just Wolfman. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've established Bill Belichick might not be the same without Tom Brady. And how about these New York football giants, right? I mean, I keep the glory days. Uh, such a classy organization. I expect them to it's just – What's going? What in the name? They're like us, the Mara family. They yeah, used to be great. What's going on here with these New York Giants? Would you believe that since the year 2017, so we're on five years running here, the New York Football Giants have the worst winning percentage in the entire NFL? That's right. I'm counting even the New York Jets, who uh, you know had a mercifully had a little bit of a buy last week. So if the Jets would have lost last week, they would have been tied, but the Jets just got to sit out that weekend and Giants lose. They embarrassed themselves against the Los Angeles Rams. This has been the worst team in the NFL over the last five years. They have the worst point differential tied with the Lions in the entire NFC. They stink. They have no plan. Uh, I, I recommend listeners go read a column by Dan Duggan on The Athletic where he just kind of torches the entire organization for their offseason decisions, for their lack of a plan, the fighting Joe Judges. Uh, that team stinks, and they're going to continue to stink for a while. Uh, talking to Shio Kapadia. I mean, this is really hard on your guest here. I mean, this level of uh, sadness, you know, I have enough sadness uh, in my life. You know, uh, I could use a little bit more out of you. Wolf. I know you got the contract. If you want to go, then go. We'll get more calls from our dopey listeners and they'll talk about running the ball. It's going to be great. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So you don't buy you don't buy the Steelers. Yes, it's a nice, nice, nice question there, oh, Wolfman. Very good. No, I don't buy the Steelers. I don't know if you watched them against the Fighting Geno Smiths on Sunday night. Who's got time? The Steelers stink. Uh, ben Roethlisberger with the fumble. I mean, really, I don't come on your show uh, to talk about the, who cares. You know, I say who cares about everything, but really, who freaking cares about the Pittsburgh Steelers? I know I don't. If you want to go to Aliquippa. Is that a town in Western PA? Aliquippa? Yes. yes. Mahangahila. What is the Mahangahila? What's the river? Monong- Sorry. Yeah, Mahangahola, I believe. Yes. There you go. Hey, is, come on. Listen, we're on radio God, here, my friend. If God wanted French fries to be in a sandwich, he would have put them in a sandwich. Keep them separated. Okay. okay? Is, there any, is there anything else here? Yeah. So, look, uh, <laughs> we usually do a game decision stat of the week. It's We have no sponsorships anymore. Our sponsors <laughs> left us. I think the Dunn Moving Company has a much better show to do now. The the the, the Morris Mugs found a higher rated pro uh, segment to uh, sponsor, but uh, but 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 let's look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, end of the uh, end of the game. I thought they were gonna go with a hell mary. Then I see them kicking a field goal. What did they do to get in that spot? Yeah, it was a it was a nice call by uh, Wolfman's boy. 
uh, Urban Meyer. You know, I don't know how he spent the rest right. of his his weekend there in London. I'm sure he had a good time, but they had a nice call. You know, five seconds left. You can either throw the Hail Mary or you could try to pick up, I think it was eight, nine yards there on fourth down. They had a real nice call, a slant to uh, ZB. I believe you liked him, LaVisca Chenault, coming out of college. Nice slant to him. He catches it. They kick the field goal. Urban Myers. Uh, sort of mannerisms on the sideline are really a sight to behold. I mean, this guy, after every play, it looks like he's either going to pass out or it looks like he just won the Super Bowl. I don't know that that's going to last the entire season, but have you heard of a 20 game? I mean, they're on a streak like ZB and the Wolf. I mean, they lost 20 in a row. That reminds me of you guys with this sort of run of bad luck. That's unheard of in the NFL, 20 losses in a row. They break that losing streak. Who knows? Maybe you guys will be the next uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, Wolfman can be Urban Meyer. ZB can be LaVisca Chanel. And maybe you guys can finally get a victory one of these weeks. Yeah, I think time is uh, going tick-tock, clicking the way. Uh, for urban for us and for his little his little ben um all right well i before we let you go <laughs> shield um because i just want to create some drama we've got a producer who's a big browns fan and you you wrote that yeah. i think they're going in the dump you don't believe anything about them what's what's the deal Give well, too many, you know, too many injuries. I, I heard that, you know, uh, several of the players, they stopped by a tailgate uh, before that that game. And then they they go into the game and everybody gets injured. So I, I listen, I'm not going to connect A to B or B to C. But when you go into a game and you have both your offensive tackles injured, you have your starting running back gets injured. Your your one wide receiver, Jarvis Landry, is not playing. Your other wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., is in and out of the game. Baker Mayfield is playing with a shoulder injury. He lands on it. My gosh, that looked painful when he went down there. So uh, they are a deep team. They are a complete team. But as we know in the NFL, there's only a certain level, you know, a certain amount of injuries you can withstand and still be a good football team. So uh, they got kind of a wake up call there against the Arizona Cardinals. Really, that was not a game at all. The score, the final score, it wasn't even that close. The, the Browns get a Hail Mary at the end of the first half. So I still believe in the Cleveland Browns. Just need a little help to the to the players there. Stay away from the tailgates. Stay away from the bachelorette parties. Uh, keep Keep your nose in the playbook watch film heal up and uh, i think you'll be okay it's a long season all right uh shil kapadia from the athletic for the uh handful of you who are listening you can follow him on twitter at shil kapadia follow him on instagram all that good stuff you don't know. need to plug it i mean nobody's listening like who that's, cares that's goddamn right yeah. uh, all right on the other side we've got looks like frankie hedge duck to talk about soccer who booked this show <laughs> all right we'll talk to you victorinox the makers of the original swiss army knife have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges mastering functionality innovation iconic design and uncompromising quality with its products the victorinox swiss army knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a... Mm, 
real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Back on Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Chukapati, Marissa Morris. How's everybody doing? Doing great. I just had a brutal radio hit. I mean, you should have, you should have heard these guys. But anyway, good good to be back on with you guys. Sorry I had to go there for a few minutes. Must be nice. Must be nice to get a, an invite yeah. to a national uh, radio show. I didn't say national, no. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. – that's I mean, I've, I've been there. Believe me. Uh, okay, it's, let's get it's, – a... it's, it's hard for me to, to play like a melancholy. Right, and, you know, I, I believe that. Yeah, I so, believe that. yeah that's a that's a tough act for me. Um, See, you you were the uh, wait temperature or the therm no you were the thermostat mm, there right? I'm the therm yeah I'm, I'm the thermostat and I this was time you were the thermometer. The thermostat was broken, right? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I, I was. I wasn't breaking. I still don't I wasn't get it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'll never. I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll ever get that. <laughs> Go um, to Helsinki. That's um, <laughs> Uh, I know. I know. You you, you said uh, before the show, show that there's not much to get to in the squad twenty two. Is there anything that you want to? Yeah, wanna I mean, I've got. So, I mean, a lot of the. There'll be some repeats, but you know, I just felt like, and I said this to Marissa during the. You guys don't have any notes on our. Uh, By the way, I enjoyed. It. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. listening as I was driving. I and this so was I your chance to like crush us. Well, I was, or me, it was not driving Marissa. to and from the orchard. I didn't have a pen oh, and paper handy. This is. Well, you should take some notes, then you come on and you crush the person. That's what I do with good. you guys. I enjoyed the Marcus Epps discussion. I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, I thought, you know, Devin White, like like the Bucks were so prepared for everything the Eagles were doing in the first half. I mean, really, I don't know if they were radioing in Devin White, what RPO they were running, or they just knew <laughs> because of film study. But like, you know, there was no hesitation at all. He was just blowing up those plays nonstop. Now, I don't have the... Uh, the exact stat here. I am, you know, the athletic.com slash birds with friends. If you don't subscribe to the athletic, you can still use that. And we see some of you using those. Uh, I got back in the Eagles writing game for, uh, for one day here and, and wrote a little column for tomorrow. But the problem is in our system, you know, suits, come on, you gotta do something about this when it's already edited, you can't read what you wrote. And so I don't have, you know, those were like all my notes for the show. And uh, <laughs> that's right. Orchard flex right there. Uh, so I'm making a, some of this might be a little bit off, so you'll have to read it. Uh, it, is a bu- it is a bummer. Let's, let's, let's use our platform here. You know, all uh, 10 of you who are watching that, yeah. you know, let's get this changed in WordPress. Okay. Who, the are, they, who are they supposed to I mean, really <laughs> contact? Uh, anyway, I believe the Eagles are in the first half of games and you, you guys might, uh, you know, know this. I don't know. I think they're been outscored by 39 points 
in the first halves of games. I think it's the fourth worst scoring margin of any team in the NFL and the three teams below them are terrible. And so it's uh, except for that Falcons game, they've trailed at halftime in mm-hmm. every single, you know, the following five games. And so the game planning, the scripting, whatever they're coming in with has been kind of a disaster every week. And certainly you saw that um, in this game, I thought. And for know. whatever reason, they're like their second quarters have been especially terrible, especially okay. on offense. I think they've scored like, like, like 10 points in the second quarter or something crazy like that. There you go. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, I thought this might have been his, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's his worst game. I would have to go back and look at all of them. But I didn't think he played well, uh, whether it was accuracy, seeing the field. You know, one thing that continues to stick out to me is that when he escapes the pocket and scrambles, he does a really poor, like sometimes there are wide receivers. It's the most that. disappointing thing about him, I think. Yeah. Is that for a running quarterback, like for an athletic quarterback, he, he is not good making plays with his arm outside the right pocket. right yeah i mean it feels like that there are at least a two three plays every week where you're like all right and it's not like the guy sometimes there's a guy on the other side of the field putting his hand up and it's like come on he's not going to see you i mean these are guys like in his line of vision where you're like you know you could fire that out to that out to that guy right now and he doesn't do it so um that's certainly something that stood out a little bit other stuff with the offense i mean it's just you know boring this was my this stale. i was more disappointed in this uh, like this was like i mean it, it was a short week i get it but this was as as uh as down on the offense like big picture as i have been all season uh, yeah. because it just continues to be nothing makes sense like they're not they're not building the offense around hurts and i think like you know the deshaun watson context is important to like keep in mind here and i i know that like i don't want deshaun watson here I, like i don't like but the fact that they were like planning contingencies for potentially trading for him in July tells you that it makes sense that it, they didn't build the offense around what works best for Jalen Hurts. And that is reflected in what we see every week. Like they're asking him to, to do things that are, that are not necessarily what his skill sets are. And they're not, they're not accentuating what his, what his strengths are. Uh, real quick, just to get back to the previous discussion. So we have the uh, numbers here in the first quarter, Eagles being outscored 48, 37, the second quarter Eagles being out, outscored 42 to 14. So that's uh, 90 to 51 in the first half of games. Um, now to get yeah, to your point about Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, uh, pick potential first round quarterback pick, uh, it, it the Jalen Hurts situation, it, he needs to play considerably better if he's going to be the quarterback here beyond the season. Because um, what you were hoping for, you you, you were not hoping for, he, or, or I guess you weren't expecting him to be outstanding this year, right? Like expectations need to be realistic. But what you wanted to see was progress. And rather, what you've seen is regression. And oh, I don't know about that. From last year? No, 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 no. This see as the season's gone yeah, on, but it's, right? It's, as it's up and down. I mean, it's never going to be it's, just it's linear. Up, it's never going to be just linear. But these past two games have been, you know, like he he's been bad these past two games. I don't think he was bad in the Panthers game. I guess I mean the first half I mean, was they had terrible. like five that's first downs true. on their first eleven yeah. drives or something. That's true. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't. It it doesn't feel like regression to me as much as I. I mean, it's hard to. Uh, this is the same conversation we have every week that it's hard to separate, you know, Sirianni on the offense from Hertz. But um, 
I don't necessarily see that he is like a, a worse player. Mora just had a bad game. I just think like what you and I, I know not every game is is going to be Kansas City or Atlanta, right? But the the baseline is much lower than I I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think that's uh, that's a problem. Like the, the the way he's played these these past two games and I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I mean, the Dallas game wasn't good either. Right. So three of the past four games have been yeah, have fair. been bad performances and uh they i know it's still early, it's still early in the season and there's a lot and i i don't think the play calling has 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 helped them out enough uh but i also think that they're trying to call like i don't know how much they trust uh hurts as i'm not explaining this well I I think the play calling's an issue. I think the quarterback's an issue. Um, but I expected to see more progress as the season's gone on from Hurts. Yeah, I think the I think I think he has a relatively high floor compared to where you drafted him. Like I think he'll have a long NFL career. Uh, you know, sort of like a maybe like a, a Case Keenum, a Tyrod Taylor. You know, may, there may be a year in there. Uh, and again, this is. Maybe it'll change. I'm telling you, if you ask me right now, six games into the season, you know, maybe there'll be a year or two where he looks like a really good starter. Uh, a lot, you know, there'll be years where he's a backup. I mean, I just have a hard time really like envisioning a scenario where over the next 11 games, he plays well enough where he's their plan going forward. I, I mean, that, that would just really surprise me. I'm not burying the guy. I'm not trying to jump to conclusions when he's had 10 starts in his career. I'm just saying based on kind of the eye, what I see and the traits that he has, that the ceiling, uh, you know, to me appears somewhat limited. I mean, the, the quarterback, uh, I, I tried not to do this in the piece I wrote because it's only week seven. And like, uh, you know, you don't want to be looking ahead too far. The games are supposed to be a fun part, although I, I think as I told you guys last offseason, I feel like I do enjoy the offseason more than the in season now, um, just from a job perspective but I, all right i'm gonna name some quarterbacks and you tell me if you feel like that's like a this is a legit i don't need to be looking elsewhere for a quarterback he's mm -hmm. my guy let's go and contend for super bowls for the next um well I, let's say like the next three years because they're so actually, if, so if i'm the GM let's say immediately team. actually because yeah. i want to count the old guys in this so if okay. it's like the next two years those guys count too what, what was your question zach so so we're playing if i'm the gm of the team yeah. And right. And we're not doing like if you can get Aaron Rodgers, because obviously you would do that. It's it's more like, are are you looking to make a change for whatever that are you that looking to upgrade? Is? You're exactly. not even having okay. a discussion about yeah. whether you need to do anything else at quarterback. Right. You're OK. Your Got focus it. is on let you were building around sure. this guy. Let's go and contend for Super Bowls. OK. Uh, Josh Allen. Yes. No, no, no. no. No, I'm not looking to make it. So yes, mean, um, yes, he's no, good enough. Yeah. Say yes, yes if he's the guy. Oh Sorry, man, that would have been such okay. a spicy take. All right, like All right. Josh Allen is one. Uh, Mac Jones. No. No. Okay. Uh, Zach Wilson. No. I mean, you just spent the second overall pick on him. So well, you're not like no. you're not moving off the second overall pick, right? There's an organizational investment there that you need to consider. 
All right. No, but but I'm saying let's say let, you inherit let's say you inherit the job. You're not the one who drafted him. I'm not explaining this properly. You you are the GM and you feel confident that with right. this guy you're contending for Super Bowl. Like you feel great about. So I would say that's a no. But if you if the opportunity enough. comes along to upgrade, yeah. you're you're not like. Yeah. Well, that's like I wouldn't have taken Wilson number two, but so I'll say no. Yeah. Let's say a no to that. Uh, yeah. Tua. No. No. Lamar. Yes. Yes. Wasn't sure what we get from you there, Bob. Yeah, I thought uh, I knew that was uh, uh, Joe Burrow. Yes. Yes. Okay. I like a Burrow. Uh, Roethlisberger's a no. Uh, Baker. Mm. I think he's like, he's yes. the line. Yes. I would say no. You say yes, Zach. I would say yes. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. But, but that's like, that's the, if, if that's a no, that's the sleeper name to watch. Okay, I would be a no on on okay. Mayfield. Uh, Tannehill. I would be a no on Tannehill. I'm trying to give yeah. you my answers to yeah. kind of frame okay. it in what the okay. bar is for. I would my, say I I exercise. would personally say no on Tannehill too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I'd a Tannehill, no but yeah. okay. Um, where are we here? Uh, Carson Wentz. No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right, Texas. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge Deshaun Watson for this. Right. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Justin Herbert. Yes. Yes. Derek Carr. No. No. Okay. Uh, Bridgewater's a no. Mahomes is a yes. Uh, Dad. Really? No. Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, Washington. No one else Scott. in the NFC. He's... Nobody. No one in the Eagles. No Daniel Jones. Rogers is a yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Not from his perspective. No. <laughs> uh, uh, no. No. Uh, Justin Fields is gonna. I think no. for the purposes of this exercise, is a no. Lions. Nobody. Brady's a yes. Yep. Uh, Saints. Nobody. Darnold. No. Ryan. No. Kyler. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Russell. Uh, yes. Russell, yes. Uh, Stafford, Stafford, yes. They just traded guess. like three first-round picks for him. Well, you're on yeah, the fence. But, you know, all right, I don't, I don't think I was explaining this well. <laughs> here, here was the we're, we're right, at so, the end of the exercise. Well, we now. we named eleven guys. So, so the purpose of this exercise was like, how hard is it to you know? Are there more guys now than maybe right. there were during the Brady? That doesn't Manning. sound like that many guys. Yeah, we named eleven guys. Yeah, but. That's a but lot that of guys. Reasonable. Yeah, that's a lot of guys. I agree. But oh, I that's think that's way 90, more that's, than that's still there. 21 teams who are looking for a quarterback in perpetuity. Well, that's true. But I'm kind of saying it in the context, and we don't need to get into a big Watson discussion now because I know it's um, you know, there, there are so many layers to peel back. But just to me, if you're you know, if there are 11 guys there, you know, so like a third of the league has somebody who you feel really good about, you can go and contend for Super Bowls with. Is that the guy you want to spend whatever it's going to take to get given whatever the risk might be? So that was kind well, of my, my here's okay. my here's my question to you then. Okay. Is how many teams do you think are legitimate Super Bowl contenders who do not have one of those quarterbacks? Uh, it's probably the, so, the Rams was, was stat was Stafford on your list. You don't count Stafford. No, I didn't. We didn't put Stafford. Okay. So the Rams. Well, yeah. uh, well, well, you guys didn't. I did. But okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like of all the other good teams in the league, that's it. We didn't I put think the Titans are, I, I didn't think put the, the Browns on there. I mean, there's not a lot. 
I agree. So, but so that's the thing. And because yeah. I think this is the big picture thing with the Eagles, right? Is they've got probably three first round picks that are coming their way. Yeah. Uh, they've got a bunch of cap space. Do they, do they try to find out the answer to the quarterback, try to solve the quarterback question first and then build from there? which is what Howie Roseman did when he took back over. You know, like mm -hmm. he, it, it wasn't about Carson Wentz. It was about finding a quarterback and having a franchise quarterback. Or do they build up the roster and have it be plug and play ready to go for whenever they do find a quarterback who's, who's good enough to help them go to the next level? Which is and, what Washington's trying to do now, right? Which is like, what, that's, the, right sure. that's the approach they're taking. And – it's also like in a league where there is probably more quarterback turnover than there used to be. Um, I don't know. It's a, that's a, that's like that's the whole kit and caboodle for. Well, the so this is a conversation. Well, I mean, this is going to be a, a January, February conversation for us. But oh, it oh, is. Sorry, did I jump on? It is, but it's it's so huge. I mean, this yeah, is crazy. So, but, What's at stake for the franchise? This, yeah, it's everything. Like, in the next, I keep months, going I mean, back. I, you I have I, all I, this. I, Go ahead. No, I, I just keep going back to to 2013, right? When they needed a quarterback, right? Like, but you can't just create a quarterback in the draft, right? If it, it, right. Know, yeah, there needs to be a exactly. quarterback, like, like just because you have the picks, uh, it doesn't mean there's going to be a quarterback there who's going to become one of those 11 guys we discussed. And so then you say, all right, can you get one of those 11 guys, right? And if you can't get one of those 11 guys, then what do you do? And that's kind of that was the situation. Well, and that's exactly what I'm sure the discussion is yep. in the building about Deshaun Watson, right? Like Yep. But that was like that was the whole thing with with Chip Kelly in in 2013 and you know uh, the Nick Foles thing was like catching lightning with the way he played that year, but but the whole reason that they traded for Bradford was because they were like, "All right, let's just take a shot to get this guy." They couldn't get Mariota, right? So they were going to take a shot to see if Radford can become that player, and he obviously wasn't that player. But 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 that could that could very well be the situation the Eagles are in. That if if the Browns conclude that Baker Mayfield um, is not worth that type of contract, then you know then that's the type of guy that I imagine like the Eagles would have to go after and and, and, and look at because you can't just keep kicking your can down the road. You you need to try to do something. See that well, I mean, we have seen. No, is, I was just, I was just going to say we saw like the you know the Rams with Goff and the 49ers with Garoppolo made the Super Bowl. That's all. Go ahead. Yeah, but I mean that, but like sustained success. I agree. Um, you know, and look and what both just, those teams did, by the way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Both those teams, what they went and replaced the guys that got yeah, them. Yeah, like, right. like yeah. they gave up. They gave up three drafts worth. Right. Right. You know, to to to, to get a quarterback that thought could do it. So yeah. that's why I mean it's uh you know it's a matter of. If you find someone in the draft who you love, then the decision is like really easy. And I would imagine, you know, by now, like they sort of, you know, I know we're only halfway they through should. the college football season, yeah. but you probably have some sense of it. And as bad as the Dolphins are playing right now, I mean, you're really going to have an opportunity. And so if you, if you see someone you like, then that makes the decision easy. If you don't see someone you like who's worthy of that and who has that ceiling, this is the guy next seven, eight years, you know, we're just going to be in contention. We're building everything around him. You never feel a hundred percent about it, but you're scouting everything. You feel good about it. It gets so tricky because I, I mean, I don't like that Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr, like, where does that really get you? You know, yeah. in my opinion, right. if you're, 
if you're acquiring somebody who you're not, who, who's not, you know, at, at that kind of top level. And if you're kicking the can down the road, well, here's the issue. I mean, you can make those other draft picks. You can trade one or two of your first round picks for next year's draft and kick the can down the road. Maybe even just go with Hertz or whatever for uh, 2022, but like you're probably not going to be in a position where you have this type of draft capital where mm-hmm. you know to work with in the future. Now, again, unless you're trading a pick for future picks and it ends up working out for you. So, anyway, where you're right, the, these are discussions for January and February, but it's uh, what at, the whole at season's the same about. time. It's kind of what I was thinking about as I was just writing the piece for tomorrow. Well, but if you were an Eagles like, fan, uh, you're uh, like you're watching college football this year and you're hoping that like one or two of these guys emerges like Burrow yeah. did, like Kyler did. And it's actually been the opposite, right? You yeah. know, I, I mean, there, there hasn't been someone, you know, I, I know Malik Willis is exciting to watch. You know, he's, his team's lost to what Syracuse and, and who they lose to. Uh, said Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, Spencer Rattler's been benched. Um, Ooh, I watched you the know, Matt I mean, Corral last yeah. week. I was that, yeah, I mean, so he was fine. Like, He's running for like 160 yards and throwing his body all over the place. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. I know I like, I, you're fun to watch now, but I don't know if it's yeah. going to work in the NFL. So you're right. It is. And, and we'll see. I mean, it's, it'll be worth watching college football games over the next, uh, month or so. But um, yeah, it's uh, the timing of this stuff. It's crazy. I mean, uh, I think Nate Tice said that he started, you know, sort of scouting the uh, quarterback draft class and he doesn't have a single guy graded higher than Mac Jones. Then he had Mac Mm -hmm. and Mac Jones was like his fifth ranked quarterback uh, last year. And so you you wonder about if the timing is going to be bad for them. But anyway, we can move on. I don't know why I I think it's then you get into like the incentives of a front office that feels like it's on thin ice and Mm. you know you would think that you buy more time if you bring in a young quarterback than if you bring in an older quarterback i also think it's more like for the long-term health of the franchise it's riskier like it's it's worse to to draft a bad quarterback than it is to like go out and get a mediocre quarterback and that's why they didn't you know i think i think that's part of the reason why they didn't go after fields or George jones this year you know if, if, if you're not convinced then you know, you you don't hit your wagon somebody. And it's also why yeah. it's crazy that they didn't build the offense around yeah. Jalen Hurts because yeah. you don't. But this there's no guarantee put, there's another quarterback coming. So like, let's try to maximize this guy. But to get back to the original conversation, um, and and, and Bo and I were talking about this earlier with our editor. I don't know. That's not a flex. That's just uh, I call it a flex. Not really flex. I mean, but, first you're talking on the phone. Yeah. Now you're talking to your editor. I mean, but uh, these these the next two of, weeks uh, moving in with your future yeah, wife. These, these next two weeks, I think, are going to tell you a lot because I have wedlock. By the way, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> I, I miss that. Um, these next two weeks are, are are going to tell you a lot. A lot, like we've discussed this a number of times throughout the season, that the, the schedule is much tougher earlier on than it is in the middle and later on. But the the Raiders and the Lions. Uh, I mean, the Eagles should be able to go one and one. They could go two and zero here. And if you're four and four going into November, it looks a lot different than if you're totally. two and six going into November, right? So I, I, I really think like we'll know a lot more about this team in two weeks. Uh, well, looking at the schedule, I believe they have the third easiest schedule according to Football Outsiders. The rest of the way, uh, what's interesting is the splits on that. The defense has had a really hard slate. It's faced so far. 
and that eases up, but it's not necessarily the case for the offense. Like I would, you look at all the offensive numbers and there's not really like a lot of excuses um, to be made there where you say, all right, they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to turn third rushing DVOA. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They've been good in the red zone. They haven't turned the ball over a lot. Like some of those things where you think the luck might come back or you face a tough slate of defenses uh, really hasn't been the case. Now I was surprised looking at the offensive numbers. And again, these are, you know, as Zach tells us, statistics can lie or whatever his line <laughs> is, but they're, you know, by most metrics, they're like 18th or 20th. You know, it feels like they're 27th or 28th. Uh, but DVOA, I think so they're many bad teams. Yeah. EPA, they're 18th uh, or they're 20th. And so it, 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 the met, the numbers were not quite as bad as I anticipated. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, like, I, there, I, I don't think there's any reason to think that they couldn't win seven, eight games. Um, even despite how things have started, let's, let's go, let's do a quick woodpecker. You rather woodpecker, you rather bet on the Eagles to make the playoffs or finish with a top five pick their own pick. Not, not one of the, where are they say, now? Do you know? Eighth? It's okay. Uh, something like that. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams right now with zero or one win, and the Eagles have two wins. Top, I would say top five pick. I would say top five pick because the, the best path to playoffs for the Eagles has always been the division, and I think the Cowboys are going to run away with the division. It's over. That's a wrap. Yeah. Well, the yeah, the division's a wrap. Yeah. There's Dallas is a is a playoff team, the Packers are a playoff team, the Bucks are a playoff team, the Cardinals and Rams are playoff teams. So that's five. But they're only one game behind the other the, the middling teams. I don't know. It's unlikely. I, I would I would probably yeah. rather I would probably I rather would be very surprised if they made the playoffs. Okay. Uh would you respect. would Peck are you rather bet on them to finish second in the NFC East or fourth in the NFC East? Second. I agree with that. It's yeah, I would say, team. yeah, I would say second. Yes. Okay. Uh, Woodpecker, you rather this is the discussion we just had. Woodpeck, Woodpecker, you rather bet on the Eagles or bet on Jalen Hurts to be benched before the end of the season, uh, so replaced at quarterback for a non-injury reason, or that he is the opening week starter in 2022, not because hmm. of injury. I would say opening week starter in 2022. I don't think they're going to bench him, like unless they want to see Minshew. I don't know what right. what benching him accomplishes. You're not going to bench him. I think for that's Joe what Flacco. it accomplishes. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be to take a look at Minshew. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with Zach. If you're in the situation of you know kicking the can down the road at quarterback, there's a chance that Jalen Hurts plays like a top twenty quarterback this year, and then you just roll with him in 2022. If you're not going to make a take a big swing at a quarterback, like I don't see the sense in acquiring another mediocre guy now matt ryan type oh my gosh yeah i mean that that would make no sense i would like that give me a philly (laughs) quarterback here right oh it'd be such a bad move (laughs) i would i i here is my promise to you if the eagles sign or trade for matt ryan i will write an oral history of zach berman's at bat against matt ryan (laughs) can you just do that regardless I mean, I could, but it feels there's no need to do it. And I'm not better to give the stakes to that. As I said back in 2019, I'm not positive he was pitching. Like I'm positive (laughs) he was playing. Okay, and he did play that day. He did pitch that day. I'm not positive. Like in my memory, um, he he might have he might have been pitching. But the reality is, I don't know why Matt Ryan would be in the game when I was in the game. So that's why I'm skeptical that it was Matt Mm. Ryan because 
I only get in games that I will have to get to the bottom of it. I'll I'll have to yeah. do so, some Lexus Nexus and, and I don't along, believe it was Matt Ryan. But I, I along, did I, I did get in, in I did get in that bat that game. Along with that oral history, we will have an accompanying pod with uh Mercer's cousins and Zach's brothers. <laughs> That's right. And of course, uh read Zach's story about uh Nick Foles' love of bulletproof coffee. <laughs> sure. Uh Woodpecker, you rather have Woodpecker, you rather bet on the Eagles to draft a quarterback in the first round this year or trade for a veteran? What do you think is more likely? Draft. You think so? Trade for a veteran. I'm not think, giving up on you, Malik Willis. Everybody has bad is, games. Is I'm Malik not either. Not. I'm not either giving up on What on veteran? What veteran he, would you want? I mean, it's a you you trade for the veteran when you have a, a team that you think can compete right away. I mean, well. You know, I, 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 I Deshaun Watson is the obvious one, but I, I still yeah. think Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I, I, I still think Miami's the team to watch there. But you know, I, I do think there's gonna be a lot of quarterback movement this offseason, and the Eagles are as well positioned as, as anybody. Woodpecker, you rather bet on Nick Sirianni to not be the coach in 2022 or to Jeez. be the coach in 2023? What's more likely? <laughs> be the he coach in it, 2023. I would say be the coach in 2023. I think I'm going the other way. Whoa, baby. Okay. Nope or something. I don't know, man. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Zach, why don't you give us one uh, one random shield story for us to read? One random shield story for you? Yeah, give us give us some. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah was 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 a really mm-hmm. good piece. I can give you the backstory in that one. Have I, have I ever done that on the pod? Um, I don't remember. Please do. So uh, we're oh, yeah, in the yeah, It's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're at the owners' meetings in Arizona, and um, and I say to Shiel, uh, you know, what flight are you on? And he said, Oh, I'm I'm not flying back to Philly. I'm flying, you know, somewhere else. Oh, for uh, you know, he didn't want to get it. Obviously, he's a competitor at the time. He didn't want to tell me what the story was, but I was like petrified. For you know, every morning I'd wake up and uh, you know, I used to go to the Inquirer.com first. Then I was going to the Athletic app first and trying to figure out like what's the story Shields doing? What's the story Shields doing? And it came out uh, I think like two weeks before the draft on uh, on Jeremiah and it was it was it was a really good piece. But like um, you know, I was worried that you know it happened the next year that him and Jeffrey Lurie were, were uh, getting together for mm. you know, a long conversation as she'll discuss on WIP yesterday. Yeah. Uh, did any part of you think I just had like a mistress or something and I was flying to <laughs> California? Uh, no, I, I usually go to the stories before the mistresses. Mm. So yeah. seems like a lot of work for you to go. That would be so LA much, so much anxiety. I mean, how could oh anyone have a mistress yeah. that work? Unbelievable. <laughs> Who's got the time? <laughs> You'd just be like uh, so paranoid all day long. What's the time for it? I I was fly. I flew out early to Charlotte because we have friends mistress. in Charlotte. Oh. <laughs> because I have a mistress. Yeah, uh, we're on the subject, right? Uh, so I flew out on Friday from from Novacare, and you know I saw uh, Jeff McLean was like, "Oh, you're flying out early? Like, oh, you're working on a story? Like, you know, his his antenna was definitely up. I was like, oh, no, yeah. I'm just literally just going a day early to see some friends." Although Zach, I mean, I don't know, you, you might, maybe he was, he was barking up the wrong tree. Who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> uh, and please be sure to check out um, my interview with Danelle Ellerby about Hamlet, uh, his hometown. <laughs> now that was, a, that was a legit great piece. Please. That right. was outstanding. 
Uh, we will be back on Thursday. Wait, wait. We have one more, we do have one more thing we actually have to plug. Oh, that's right. That's right. For tomorrow. Speaking of the Super Bowl. Season, oh yes. Speaking of 2017, why don't you give us the why don't you give us the uh, the pitch, Marissa? Um. So tomorrow on the Athletic Football Show, Robert sits down for a good 45 minute conversation with Doug Peterson. Um, to talk a lot about uh, more than any of us have ever had with him one on one. I would say. Please. Yeah, it was a great well, conversation. Combined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they talked about how coaches oh, and. Uh, <laughs> <Flex>. <laughs> Um, but they talked a lot about how uh, a coach evolves throughout the season and the importance of self-scouting. And he uses a lot of references to his time in Philly. And we actually have a little teaser because, you know, I had to bring it over to the Birds with Friends nice. uh, community. So give you a little taste of tomorrow. So here it is. Let's take a listen. You have a favorite nugget or idea that you can remember. Let's say borrow. Let's, let's use that term that you can remember borrowing from someone else. Well, I'll say this. I mean, the Philly special. It, it, obviously, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a well-known documented play. Many, many people have run it in high school. I mean, it's, it's you know, we, we are definitely not the first ones to, to run that play. And, and um, I, I was flipping through a, a cut-up that Press Taylor had made, um, and I happened to catch this play, which we named the Philly special. Um, the Chicago Bears ran the play in 2015. Uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, you know, inside it was a, I can't remember if it was a two point conversion or what, but it was inside. I believe the it was a two point line. conversion. I think it was on a Monday think, night. Yeah, I think it was I a would, two point conversion. Um, Alshon Jeffrey was actually the receiver in the game for the Bears at the time, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is the play, you know. So um, that that was one moment right there where I, I I went through a whole reel of of plays that Press had put together. And and found this one play, um, and, and obviously, again, like I said, it's many people have run the play before us. We just happened to pull it out in the Super Bowl and and uh, execute it um, flawlessly uh, in that game. Now that's a flex. That's a flex. Yes. I'm laughing because uh, I don't know if you guys saw over his shoulder a little the little Easter egg to a one time moment in Birds with Friends history. Of course, the, the motto of this podcast: anyone can be a father. Take someone special to be a dad. Uh, it was a, a great conversation. So everybody go check that out tomorrow on the athletic football show. And, uh, and uh, if he wants to come on, is he being the wolf next? Did he, mention any of us? Did he ask you, you know, what's your favorite Eagles related podcast or, you know, and he, I am interested to see that. Now does this kick off? It's a little bit early for this, but mm -hmm. you know, the coaches who are out of the league at some point during the season, they start doing a little more uh, oh, yeah. media. And I don't know that Doug has done. I mean, I don't remember what he's done so far. Uh, certainly not a 45 minute conversation. So is this kind of kicking off that season for him where you spend the next couple months getting your name back out there and making sure you're on those lists for when teams come looking for jobs? I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, he just likes uh, Maze a lot. You know, here's the thing. Do you think we could get bow football focus out into the zeitgeist enough to convince Doug to come to my house for a visit to bow football focus headquarters. No, no, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> no. I thought about it and no, I don't think so. I don't know. I think Doug's got but I would like to see you try. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, worth a thought. Okay. Uh, Thursday, three 30. We're all good for that. Yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, and, that, and then we got some Thursday night football that night. So, in a, the, sure. this household over here, yeah. So that's right. We gotta keep it short. All right. Well, keep that <laughs> I mind. mean, it starts at three thirty. So <laughs> I think yeah, we'll but be you, okay. you gotta go tailgate. Yeah. No, I'm done tailgating. <laughs> the cousins tailgating are all is, coming back. Tailgating is over. It. One game tailgate. The rest I'll just attend as a fan. Uh, Roman is actually sponsoring all of your cousins to fly back uh, just because they like the podcast. That was nothing. I was just, that was the first sponsor I could think of. <laughs> Them and Better Health are doing it together. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Me neither. That might have to be our first Birds with Friends edit. Completely off the rails. All right. All right. Uh, well, for Marissa, Shield, and Zach, and all of Marissa's cousins, and all of Zach's brothers and sisters, uh, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. Follow us uh, everywhere. Subscribe to The Athletic. And uh, as always, we love you. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.